It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Here it is, another episode of the Infinite Banter Podcast. What is going on? This is Mark Jolliffe, a.k.a. DJ Soundwave. Thanks for checking out the show. Always a big up for everybody who's been retweeting, listening, reposting, saying what's up, whatever. I definitely appreciate it. Slide into the DMs. Tell me how much this show sucks. Tell me how much you like it. I'm good either way. And definitely a shout out to everybody who's been listening on the Good Pods app. The show has moved up the charts for the music category we're in the top 100 so i definitely appreciate it big up for all the support on today's show i'm really hyped for this one i don't get a chance to talk sports too much i'm a big baseball fan big cubs fan worked in sports radio a long time and this is the first chance i've gotten to talk to a former baseball player a former Cubs player, Kyle Farnsworth. You might remember him. He played in the big leagues a long time with teams like the Cubs and the Braves and the Yankees. Well, now he's a competitive bodybuilder. So I asked him to come on the show a couple of weeks ago and he said, yes, sir. And he came on and this has been a real blast to have him on. So stay tuned. We're going to talk to him about how he got into bodybuilding, his career in baseball, you know, what he thinks about the DH, things like that. There's so much to talk about. So I really had a lot of fun talking with him and it's really been cool to see how he's transitioned from different sports and everything. So stay tuned for that. He even gives a couple tips on how to kind of <laughs> get rid of the dad bod if you're interested. I definitely was paying attention. So so stay tuned for that. Kyle Farnsworth is coming up here on the Infinite Banter podcast. And before we talk to our guests, we always go back, talk about the show we just did. If you go back to our last episode, I had Ace Cannons and Mighty Healthy on here. They talked about their new album, Mighty Cannons. Man, one of my favorite albums of the year so far. It's it's without a doubt. When I do my top 10 or whatever it is of 2022, I already know there's three albums that are going to be in there. Dutch Brown's album. You got Bolo Young that's going to be in there from Sean Links and Jamil Honesty. And then this one right here, Mighty Cannons. I'm pretty sure these three are going to be in there without a doubt. But before we go forward, let's go back. Let's revisit in the last episode, Ace Cannons and Mighty Health. And we talked about their new album, Mighty Cannons, here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. 
there's been a definite uptick in rapper producer albums but there hasn't been enough collaboration you know right. it, it usually you could always tell it's just email beats and then email grinds and then some guy mixes it you know then, then it's out and then you know nothing happens like it's it, it, this is truly a collaborative effort like when i tell you through this process through this project we've known each other since 2019 but I've, we've never like physically been around each other but i was like yo we became like best friends making this project because it was like we talked every single day i'm not even exaggerating like it's like yo i had this idea yo did you listen to the hey check this out yo did you you know you know what do you think about this I had an idea, or you just gave me an idea, it, and it was this project, just every single day, this is all we thought about up until we started on it, started really getting into it, until we finished it, and until now. Had a blast talking to Ace Cannons and Mighty Healthy, and they, they schooled me on some anime stuff. And, you know, I got the comic book convention here in the Chicagoland area. It's coming up out here in Rosemont. The It's not called Fan Expo. It used to be called Wizard World. I'm really hyped to go to it. Anybody going out there, let me know what you think. I'm definitely thrilled to go to a comic book convention, the first one of the year. My favorite time going to these conventions. I used to go to them all the time. You know, COVID hit, kind of put the brakes on some of this stuff. But getting right back into it, looking forward to checking out some cosplay and seeing some of my favorite comic book artists and you know all that stuff looking forward to it hanging out with the fellow geeks checking out the comic book nerds and of course the anime like my guys uh ace cannons and mighty healthy were talking about in the last episode definitely go check that out and check out their new album mighty cannons and make sure you go to grimynobody.com to check out your copy and all the merch they have so i do want to put this out here you know it's very hard for me to do this show and not at least acknowledge and, and talk about what happened in uh, Highland Park. It's about 10 miles from where I live. I'm about, I don't know, 15 miles from Chicago. It's been, as everybody knows, anybody who's been watching and dealing with this kind of stuff, uh, it seems like every other week there's something happening. And of course, when it comes closer to home or closer to where you live, it definitely has a different feel to it. And yeah, this one just really, uh, it's, just, it's just rough. And it's, it's still ongoing. My wife works in Highland Park. She wasn't there that day. She hasn't been to work since. Uh, they're None of the businesses are open. We don't know when they're going to be open again. So it's just been nuts. And, uh, you know, you can say the same thing over and over again. Until you do something different, nothing's going to change. And the status quo doesn't work. Talking about mental health is not really a solution. We all know what the solution is. It's just nobody wants to do it. And there's not enough people who are willing to make that choice to make this a real a real platform. And it's it's just going to keep happening until something's something's done. So we're going to keep hearing about it in a couple of weeks. There's going to be another one of these, and you're going to forget about this one, and it's going to be another statistic, another place where something tragic happened. It's just unbelievable how this just keeps happening, and it just doesn't seem like there's any end to it in sight. And it's it's rough. This is it's just uh it's just hard to turn on the microphone and do this show while this is the backdrop. This is what's going on for the last couple of days. So he uh, just just rough. I'm not doing that prayers and all that stuff. It doesn't work just rough. Also, at the end of the show, I do want to talk about, I did get a chance to go to the Prince Immersive Experience in uh, downtown Chicago. Man, it was awesome. I'll talk about that at the end of the episode. So if you want to check that out, make sure you listen to uh, after the interview with Kyle Farnsworth. I'll get into that a little more in depth, but really looking forward to uh, telling you guys about that. had a lot of fun going to that. Big Prince fan, and it was a real thrill to go check that out. So this is the Infinite Banter Podcast. You can check it out on all digital platforms, all streaming platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, CastBox, 
Follow the show online at Infinite Banter Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can go on YouTube, type in Infinite Banter Podcast. You'll find the show there. Clips from past guests. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, the Good Pods app is definitely a cool place to hear the show. And definitely rate and review it on all the apps everywhere you go to listen to the show, but especially on Podchaser and Apple Podcasts. All right, without further ado, let's talk to my guy Kyle Farnsworth. Talk about his career in Major League Baseball. Talk about becoming a competitive bodybuilder and what it takes just to <laughs> to do that. What kind of eating regimen does he have? It's pretty crazy. So let's get into it. Let's talk to Kyle Farnsworth. Let's talk about Prince at the end of the episode. But before we do anything, this show never begins until the one and only Daryl McDaniels, DMC, says this. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history. And right now you're listening to Infinite Banter because we will banter on forever because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. I be Infinite Banter. You're tuned in to the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am Mark Jolliffe, and right now I'm super excited. Joined by a former big leaguer who pitched 16 years for numerous teams like the Cubs, the Braves, and the Yankees. He's also played defensive end for the Orlando Phantoms. And now he's a competitive bodybuilder, probably interrupting like what, what your fifth meal of the day, probably Kyle. Welcome to the show, number 44, <laughs> Kyle Farnsworth. What's up, man? How you doing? Pretty good. Uh, yeah, I just finished up my third third meal of the day going on the fourth. So yeah, everything's going good. There you go, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was joking with you before that, uh, you know, I got my dad bod for three meals and you're saying uh, you got to do a lot of s- smaller meals throughout the day as opposed to just loading up on like one or two, right? Right. And that's, that's something I've learned over the years too. You know, your, your body needs fuel constantly throughout the day. And then, you know, if you eat too much, your body can only use so much. And that, that ever leftover fuel either gets wasted or it turns into body fat, which we all do not want. So the smaller meals get burnt quicker through for energy and are as wasted. So that's what we all want. Nice lean bodies. You know, some people want dad bods. That's cool. (laughs) Nobody wants that. Who wants that? (laughs) Why would somebody want that? I have it. I don't want it. (laughs) So everybody has their own goals. (laughs) That that makes sense. There's no competitive dad bod uh, competition. Is there? Maybe there is. Maybe maybe we need to come up with that. I think that we're on to something. Hey, you know what? Isn't the hot dog eating contest on Monday, Fourth of July? Don't maybe that's 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 probably the closest we have. But there's guys in that that look like sumo wrestlers and guys that weigh like 98 pounds. So, yeah, both ends. But that's a good question there. So obviously you play baseball a long time. I would have to imagine your eating and your all your workouts are completely different from what you're doing now. Yes, I mean definitely the workouts are a lot different and you know, somewhat as opposed to eating as well. But eating for baseball, you know, I definitely wasn't as regimented. You know, I watched what I ate, you know, I had a lot of protein shakes and, you know, good food here and there. You know, I obviously you know that changes um, with the bodybuilding thing, you really have to be regimented and be, you know, consistent and on top of what you do, you know, diet wise, you know, I knew it was, it was strict, but when I really started getting into it, I didn't realize how, you know, on point you have to be with measuring your food, what kinds of food you have to eat, when you have to eat them. And, you know, the stuff like that is, it is kind of like blew me away. Cause I thought, you know, I, you know, just from being an athlete and playing baseball, you know, it's, you no, know, I thought I was doing good. What, you know, for being a baseball player, yes, you know, what, what I was doing then worked well, but you know, it's two totally different aspects. And, and then far as working out wise, um, you know, I definitely 
change up my routine a little bit, you know, as far as lifting upper body, you know, lower body, I was always strong with, um, I could, you know, not have to worry about getting too big and lower body, you know, I wanted a strong lower body. Uh, but for pitching, you know, I didn't want to get too tight and get too big upper body that I want to be, you know, flexible and limber and for pitching, um, you know, that's, and that's changed for, to what I'm doing now is, you know, to the bodybuilding aspect, you know, my upper body has to catch up to my lower body and able to lift heavier and stronger. And, you know, it had to change things up a little bit. And after baseball, you went to play football with the Orlando Phantoms. And I have to imagine even that was a transition. So you've had three different transitions and, you know, probably weightlifting and how you did uh, mm-hmm. preparation for all three yeah, uh, so, sports. Yeah, so that, that's definitely when it, when it probably first started. No, like I said, I've always been in, started working, was always in the gym. You know, I you know, got into it probably when I was in JUCO. And, you know, all throughout my baseball career, I was always in the gym lifting. But, um, you know, when my baseball career was over, you know, when I decided to give, you know, some of my pro football a chance, I knew I was going to go against guys who were a lot stronger than me, upper body for sure. And that was something that I knew I had to improve on, get stronger and bigger from my upper half, you know, just for that reason. So, and that's when I changed up the routine a little bit, a lot as well. And, you know, just started getting a lot you know, gained weight, a lot more weight, got stronger, got bigger upper body, and, you know, just went from there. Yeah, and in baseball, you know, you don't see a lot of um, things have changed over the years, but, you know, a lot of guys are not, as far as pitchers go, you don't see just big, giant guys with big muscles and everything pitching, but, you know, you might see some yeah. guys that are a little bit maybe on the heavier side, but you don't really see guys that are just cut. Yeah, for you to, to go from that into football and into competitive uh, bodybuilding, when when you quote unquote broke the internet with the, the pictures, did you get a lot of reception from past teammates or or people like saying like, oh my God, man, I had no idea you were, you, they probably always knew you were into like, you know, working out, right? But not to a point where you're competing on a, on a big stage, um, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, no one knew I was really competing, but you know, everybody, you know, my past teammates and stuff, you know, they knew I was always in the gym. They knew what my body looked like. So to them, you no, know, I've always been low on body fat. I've always been vascular. I mean, when we always have our body fat and tested every spring training in the minor leagues, I was always, always either first or at least top five. It was just one of those things that I've always, always been. So I've always been lean. So to them, that wasn't a surprise of how, when I, when I did put that picture out, how vascular I was, even at my size just because I've always been like that. You know, it, it might be a shock to a lot of people who've never seen me with my shirt off or stuff like that. Right. You know, people were like, oh, no, he's on this. Oh, he's on that. I was like, no, I mean, it's especially that 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 picture how is the diet as well. Plus, you know, it's just genetics helps um, low and body, you know, just all kinds of things like that. You know, 20 plus years of working on the gym. Again, the diet, knowing what to eat, when to eat how to eat cardio and I know hated cardio, but so, <laughs> but you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, I've, I've always enjoyed doing and just decided to step out of my comfort zone. Has there been like a mentor or somebody you looked up to? Like, I don't know do people still watch when they're doing bodybuilding. Do they watch pumping iron with Lou Ferrigno and Arnold Schwarzenegger? Is that still a thing or? <laughs> I actually did watch that probably about two months ago. And it, was, it was a pretty good movie. Oh, see, there you go. Pretty good documentary. Yeah. It still but, holds um, up. I, yeah, I think so. You know, it was, it was pretty, it was, I, I thought it was very interesting. It's about, <laughs> so, but you know, when I started getting into, to it and started learning more is when, uh, Ronnie Coleman, Flex Wheeler, Chris Cormier, Dexter Jackson, all those guys were coming up or bodybuilding and I'd get all the flex magazines, muscle development. You know, I try to learn as much about diet and training, um, through those guys, you know, that was like in the two thousands and stuff when I was coming through the minor leagues and, uh, earlier on in my career. So, you know, just trying to learn as much as I can to just get stronger. 
you know, in my thought process was if I'm stronger, why can't it help me pitching? Uh, if the stronger you are, you're, you stay flexible, you stay limber, you can provide more power. And when, you know, when I started hitting the gym and started getting, getting those things happening, getting stronger, you know, my velocity started going up. I, I could recover quicker. So it was, I believe, you know, learning that early, you know, being a 47th round draft pick, I had to prove myself as well right. as opposed to the top 10 guy. So I had to go out there and work harder than, a lot of other guys, and I'm not saying the guys didn't, but you know, I knew what I had to do. I believe the gym, it kept me injury free pretty much throughout my whole career and it helped me have a great career. That's awesome. And yet you came up as a starter and you know, Correct. transitioned to a relief pitcher. I mean, that has a lot to do with the two to think about, you know, what you have to do to keep your body in shape to go from pitching every five days to pitching possibly three days in a row and throwing, you know, as many pitches as you might. What was that transition like? Because I was like I said, you came up as a starter and then eventually ended up being a relief pitcher for the bulk of your career. If you're a starter, you know you're pitching every fifth day, so you can have a pretty set workout and, you know, program. Um, you know, this day after you can do this day two, you got this, day three, you can do this, day four, you chill. No, then, but when you get switched to a reliever, you have to be a little bit more careful because you got to, you know, stay fresh, you know, as much as you can. And you can't work out as hard as the gym, but you still have to do stuff to maintain and keep yourself strong and healthy and help yourself recover, you know, get rid of the lactic acid that builds up the soreness. You know, you have to just do a lot more maintenance work and just to stay on top of it to be able to be ready. Like you're saying, three days in a row, a day off, four days in a row sometimes as opposed to being a starter, knowing you're pitching every fifth day, you know, you, you can have a pretty much set program. Was that pretty hard for you mentally as well as physically to like, you know, just trying to change your whole mindset? Like, okay, I'm, I could be pitching today without was, even knowing. Yeah. I think it was more, more physical as opposed to mental. Cause right. you, uh, no, as the mental part's always going to be there. Um, you know, you have to, you know, there is a little bit difference, but you have to learn, you know, as I guess at a start, you know, okay, every fifth day I got to focus now. Um, but as a, in the bullpen, you're like, okay, I have, may have to do it today, but you kind of learn how to, okay, you got to flip that switch. Oh, I have my phone, phone to shrink. Kyle, you're up. Okay, you got to flip that switch tomorrow. Same thing. So it, it, it took a bit, maybe a little bit, a while to learn how to do that and how to get ready fast. I would say probably, yep, hey, you got, he's got two hitters. The starter's got two hitters left. You got to get ready in 10 pitches. Can you do it? Yeah. So you have to, it's, you know, it's, it's that part can it can be mental, but you know it's just something that has that you learn that you can you can learn pretty quickly, and you you have to learn it, or you won't be around. That's very true. And uh, for you, is there like a pitch you had to pretty much shelve? Like, like I can't use this curveball anymore because I'm coming out of the bullpen. I got to throw fastballs and sliders. Or what was your repertoire like from going from starter to relief pitcher? Yeah, I mean that's part of the reason why I got thrown it into bullpen because I really didn't have a good third pitch. <laughs> oh, there so. it is. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, no, I always had that good fastball and I had a decent slider and a so-so change so you know as a starter you know I had some pretty good success but you know during that third time through the lineup you know the hitters you know understood that and they would just eliminate one or two pitches and then you know they would sit on one pitch you know that's you know kind of what happened it was a good change for me I guess or a good thing that happened you know it worked out for my career pretty well and in the bullpen you you know you have you have one good quality pitch is really you need and in a decent secondary and because you're only going to be out there for an inning or so so but you know it's just one of those things that um 
you know, eventually, you know, I learned how to throw a couple more pitches later on. But, you know, as, as in the bullpen, you just really need one one good quality pitch and, you know, good secondary. So, yeah, there it is. And for those who, you know, want to go to your baseball reference page, oh, look, when you were a starter, there are two two games that really popped out. He threw a complete game shutout. And uh, in 2000, I remember this, the Cubs opened in Japan and you started one of those games. Talk yes. about how crazy that was starting the season in Japan and obviously being in another country and everything. And I remember waking up like early in the morning to try to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was definitely a lot of fun. Uh, it was definitely, I was not expecting to get that call to be the starter in that second game, but you know, I was very excited and, you know, being a young kid being able to pitch over there and the series in Japan, you know, it was, that was a lot of fun. I mean, those people love their baseball. They treated us great over there. And, you know, it's a great atmosphere. And, you know, that was definitely something I always remember. And then, you know, the game in Los Angeles, uh, that was my, my best game I've probably ever pitched. And it was a yeah. two-hit game shutout. So, against the Dodgers, you know, at their place, you know, that was – do you remember who got the two hits? Did those still uh, um, go in No, your I do not, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm trying to rem- I'm trying, trying to remember. I can't, though. <laughs> it's like, uh, it was like a slider that got away from you or like some seeing eye <laughs> ground ball through, you know, the hole or something, right? Yeah, yeah I, I, can't even, I can't even remember. So, that's pretty cool in Los Angeles. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. In a, a big place like that, you know, one of the, you know, historic ballparks. I mean, that that's definitely something to hold on to. And obviously that's, like I said, that stands out, especially – looking at your baseball reference page, like, yeah, I remember he did throw a shutout when he first came up as a starter. So you definitely had some games that, you know, people had to think about, you know, was he a starter? You know, when he, mm-hmm. when he became a relief pitcher, I'm sure there was a little bit like, oh, I guess this is not the thing anymore. You're going to be a relief pitcher. Was there any, like, regret? Like, I still like starting. I don't want to be a relief pitcher. Was that ever part of your mindset at all? Or Not too much while yeah. I was in the big – or up here here at the MLB. Um, when I went down to Mexico play played for two years, I, I think I, I started probably – my last year there. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. So I, I went there in 2015, was a reliever. And then 2016, I started as a reliever, but finished up as a start, as a starter. It wasn't the best. You know, I had bad shoulder, but still, oh, you know, right. I finished, fi- finished my career the way I started. So it was, it was there you <laughs> go. There you go. Yeah. You're known for finishing a lot of games, but like you said, you, you got to kind of go full circle and, and start yeah. at the end of it. That was part one of my interview with Kyle Farnsworth. Let's do a quick sponsor read and get right back into my interview with Kyle Farnsworth. We haven't even talked about his uh, melee with Paul Wilson yet. So stay tuned for that and much, much more here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Hey, this is Jason Warner-Smith, and you are listening to Mark Jolliffe on Infinite Banter. Banter, banter, banter. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted more energy and wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've been trying to stop drinking coffee and pop and needed something every morning to help kickstart the day, get a little more healthier at the same time. And I also wanted to see what the hype for Athletic Greens is all about. I've been on it for a couple weeks and I really do love it. It's, It's great stuff. And it's kind of a tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. I'm excited to tell friends, family members, and now my listeners about AG1 Athletic Greens and how it has helped me to begin a healthy way to start the day. So what is it exactly? Well, 
Gold, one delicious scoop of AG1. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all that. And here's what's great about Athletic Greens. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good. It supports better sleep quality, recovery, which is all key for me being a father of a toddler. And you can't beat the price. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is recommended by professional athletes. Not to mention, Athletic Greens is a climate-neutral certified company. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Infinite Banner, man, wow, what a name, I love that. Yeah, man, I've been from Maine to Spain and deep down in the Ukraine from ocean to ocean to coast to coast, north, south, east, and west, but one place I've never been is to the Infinite Banner. Let's get back into my interview with former big league pitcher and now competitive bodybuilder Kyle Farnsworth, and he's going to tell me about, you know, what I can be eating, what I should avoid. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To get rid of the dad bod and to get back in somewhat shape. <laughs> he gives some tips. Let's check out my second part of my interview with Kyle Farnsworth here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. I saw somewhere that you threw a pitch. I don't know how long this was. 88 miles an hour. You could still get it up there if you want to. Yeah, so... Yeah, I wish I could throw harder, but I blew my shoulder out playing um, with the Phantoms like the day before. So I tore everything in my shoulder, bicep, tendon, labrum, and rotator oh, wow. cuff. So it's completely redone. Feels great. And then I think it was about a year and a half ago, you know, my son, he was, you know, I was throwing live BP to them. And I think I hit 87, 88. <laughs> so That's it was awesome. a lot of fun. And, you know, it was, it was everything I had to give them. Was like, I was like, how hard was that? 87 i'm like what i was like that's it it's like that's everything i had <laughs> but you know the shoulder felt awesome but yeah it's, it's just nothing you know what that's what's tough about shoulder injuries you know for guys who get them it's it's tough to come back for some reason as opposed to tommy john you know because they put a new ligament in there which is stronger but it's harder for the shoulder but um yeah you know i'm i have no regrets about any of that stuff so i'm no having fun with my life living it and you know just going from there yeah, I remember Mark Pryor with the Cubs. He had the shoulder problem, and I don't know if that's exactly what ended up being what uh, kind of curtailed his career, but I remember that was a, one of the injuries he had to deal with trying to come back from. And yeah, I could imagine that's got to be tough with the whole range of motion and just, you know, I'm not someone who's ever pitched. I have no idea, but I can't yeah. imagine how tough that is to 
like you said, Tommy John, it's like a, it seems like they've got that down to a science so they can get that done. But the shoulder one is a tough one. Yeah, a lot more moving parts in the shoulder as opposed to the elbow. And uh, yeah, I just brought up Mark Pryor. I mean, you're on that 2003 Cubs team. And, you know, me being a Cubs fan, I mean, that that season and that, of course, that that series against the Marlins was was crazy. Uh, thankfully, 2016 came around and kind of helped with that. Um, I was curious, were you, were you watching the 2016 team? Were you kind of, uh, you know, rooting for him? Are you following it at all? I was definitely rooting for him, but um, when I was got done with baseball, I haven't really watched. Even to this day, I really haven't watched that much baseball. But okay. you know, when they when they were playing, and you know, they went on the run and ended up winning. You no, know, I definitely watched it, and I was definitely happy for him. Definitely happy for the town, the fans who've been waiting so long for for that that to happen. You know, it couldn't happen to a better fan fan base. You know, especially since they gave me my first opportunity, drafted me, and I was there for through the minor leagues and another five years in the big leagues. So I'm just, you know, I was very happy for just the whole organization, the fan base in that city. And what was 03 like? I mean, I'm, I can imagine that it must have been, you know, one of the toughest points in your career as far as like, you know, as a team and just not getting quite there, obviously. Yeah, we, we had a great team. We, I mean, we, everybody got along. We did things together. We went to dinner together, went out together. Um, we were a close-knit group of guys, and I think that's why we had such a great success. And for the way that it ended, it was terrible. But, you know, that's 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 part of the game, which is, you know, you got the other team out there wanting the same thing. So, um, you know, we gave it everything we had, and it was definitely, definitely tough and hard to swallow. And I think that's probably the first time I ever really cried uh, after that loss. Yeah. Just gets how tough it was and how, you know, great the group of guys were and how, what everybody gave out there on that field yeah you and the entire city were definitely crying yeah. <laughs> uh that the game six of course was the was the real tough one but you know game seven was like maybe there's another shot at it and just, just couldn't pull it out but yeah man that was a that was a rough one dude like it's as a fan and of course you playing i mean obviously just just tough but like i said uh thankfully I've moved on from that and 2016 uh, exercise those demons or whatever you want to call it and <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> in 2003 does you know i'm sure you get asked about this more than anything so i guess i'm just gonna go ahead and do it the the, the paul wilson you know incident or whatever you want to call it uh do you do you still think about that do people still ask you about that all the time i can't i can't imagine you don't get many days where people don't bring that up to you if they're talking about baseball yeah i think i mean if fans come up that's usually the first thing that comes up so but you know it's something that's always people will remember which is i'm cool with um you know it was a pretty big event <laughs> Event <laughs> you know, is that what paul wilson you know. calls it <laughs> <laughs> so you know i have no issue with talking about it and right. you know it's just you know, it's, it's part of my career it's part of baseball I guess you can call it history, I guess, but you right. know, it's, just, it's just one of those things that I kind of like the Nolan Ryan fight, you know, so, you know, it's yeah. always, always brought up. And I think every year around that time it happens, you know, it pops up all the time and friends and fans always send it to me through social media and stuff like that. You know, I get a good laugh about it and I'm hoping everybody else does. It. I'm sure Paul doesn't really get a good laugh at it anymore. <laughs> but <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> But, you know, it, it, it's it, it was very interesting and fun, not I'm not going to say fun because fighting is never fun. But, right. Right. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's part of part of the game. You and Paul Wilson, have you guys ever talked about it afterwards? Have you even run into him at no, all? Maybe we, years we, later? We never, never did. I think 
I think the next week after that happened, I think they came into town. I think I was on the right field. He was on the left field. But, you know, we, we never said anything. You know, like I said, I had no hard feelings. It's just, you know, two competitors going at it. He, you know, heat of the moment and stuff like that. So, unfortunate that um, that happened. But I'm just glad I ended up on the right end of it. Well, yeah. Great. If you, <laughs> I saw the video the other day because I haven't seen it in a while. And it's like they show both of you. And, you know, you look like you're fine. And he looks like he just... <laughs> had the worst day of his life and it's just <laughs> i'm a big wrestling yeah. fan and it looked like a spear move the way you hit him like you're goldberg or something or maybe yeah. even like a sack from a defensive end and uh <laughs> that's it was like your football instincts because you you played football growing up right so you probably yeah got that in you that you don't even know about yeah i, mean, I just reacted you know i just not, that was just my first thing was this eliminate the threat you know my dad was a vietnam vet and okay. he said you know eliminate the threat as quickly as possible so i just reacted and <laughs> just did what i thought was was deemed necessary to eliminate the threat <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to as put quick, it quickly as possible yeah i mean there's been a couple of fights this year there's one with the mariners and angels recently that you know got a lot of publication and yeah, that's a different way of putting it, but I, I like it. It makes sense, especially <laughs> for you, because I mean, you're standing there, and you know, you don't know what his his intentions are, and he's got a bat, and yeah, you got to do what you got to do, and uh, you know, everybody's okay, and <laughs> but yeah, at, the, exactly. at the time, that was you know, I think on my Instagram, every I don't know what the date was, but every year around that time, it'll it'll pop up or on Facebook or something. It'd be like, hey, remember when this happened? You know, so. Yeah, you're definitely remembered. Whether you like being remembered for that, I'm not sure, but it's definitely something that comes up. Just as long as I'm remembered. That's the only thing I care about. There you about. go, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we remember Kyle Farnsworth, of course, man. And I, I brought up wrestling. I don't know if you watch it at all, but I mean, a lot of bodybuilders go into wrestling. Has that ever even considered in your brain? Like, oh, man, maybe I could do this someday? Or Not, not really. Okay. I mean, those, those, I mean, those guys are amazing athletes themselves, but yes, I'm not much of an actor, so I don't think I could do <laughs> that <laughs> they're not that great actors kyle i don't know if you've seen any <laughs> I mean, those guys take a beating themselves oh so my god I don't, yeah uh, some of the bigger guys just grunt and that's enough because they just look intimidating <laughs> so they don't have to do a whole lot but yeah i'm sure yeah <laughs> i'm sure you could hold your own if it came to it but uh yeah that's that's probably not where you're going with uh i saw that you posted you won three medals yes and talk about those medals and and how you competed and you know what those medals were for so I competed in um, obviously my first bodybuilding contest last Saturday. So um, I competed in a class called Classic Physique, which is below bodybuilding. So I competed in Classic Physique Novice, which is um, you've never it's your first contact contest, but have never placed first in. I competed in Classic Physique Open, which is all categories for for height, and then I competed in Classic Physique Masters. 35 years old plus and won first place in all three of those divisions man congratulations and this is just the start of it right i mean you you intend to do this for as long as you can right um we will see it depends on how my if my wife maria lets me or not oh there you go <laughs> she she has to put up with put up with uh dieting and some of my sometimes grumpiness towards the end where you're low on carbs and you're depleted on energy and stuff like that. So <laughs> I, I feel so you, I, man. I don't want to torture her too much with that. <laughs> now I know what it's like. I mean, not on your, not the bodybuilding part, but uh, the, the better half telling you to do, get things going or you're, uh -huh. you're a certain way. And <laughs> you're like, why are you acting this way? Cause 
I want to, I want ice cream. I'm not supposed to eat ice cream. That's not what you're yeah, probably doing exactly. at all. <laughs> I want to eat these Oreos. I can't eat them. There you go. <laughs> well, if you, eat, if you eat like one, like every couple hours, it's okay, right? How do you balance that? You can't do I, I, that. I, right? I, snuck, I snuck a couple in there, but yeah. You have to be pretty careful, though. Are you cheating? At are, certain time. are you doing like the double stuff? Are you doing? Are you cheating and getting like the real oh, big you ones? I'm, I'm better believe I'm doing the double ones. There it is, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, I'm learning here. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh, Man, a- any other tricks for those of us that are not trying to bodybuild? Is there another tip we could do to you know? Because COVID, you know, screwed a lot of us up because we weren't going out or working out or anything or going to the gyms and stuff. And, I've got a little one, so I'm not in the shape I ever was. But is there any tips for some just just to stay in shape? Like anything we can do besides you know working out, I guess, and eating better. Is there anything more to that? As far as as far, I mean, really, a lot of it's really what you eat and diet yeah. wise. I mean, a lot of processed foods. Stay away from processed foods. Stay, you know, to stay with. It's like if you go to the grocery store, stay away from the middle aisles to shop on the outside because on the outside is where all the natural uh, healthy foods are everything in the middle is all the processed canned stuff which you want to kind of stay away from uh you know my probably like the last month month and a half you know i was eating a lot of you know ground turkey ground chicken breast um white rice lots of asparagus and then towards you know in the end i was you know mixing it with a lot of fish you know just lean a lot of lean protein and vegetables you know like asparagus broccoli spinach which you know a lot of us don't like but you know it, it helps you stay away from like you know the starchy foods like right. corn and stuff like that lot, lots of bread which you know carbohydrates pizza and stuff like that which is hard to do for a lot of people i get it and it's not fun you know it's boring <laughs> you're, you're sitting off Chicken and rice again. Oh, chicken and rice. Right. Chicken and asparagus. Fish and asparagus. Yeah, it, it gets old, and that's why no one wants to do it because it's it's awful. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, that's yeah. So, I mean, you know, people shouldn't just go jump into it, which is very tough. You know, you gradually go into changing, you know, certain certain meals, certain to certain diets, as opposed to, you know, maybe okay, this one okay dinner we'll have this from now on, as opposed to mashed potatoes, gravy, and ribs. We'll have fish, vegetables, and jasmine rice. You know, so just right. for people who are trying to figure out how to ease into a diet or in the morning, have a- egg whites with oatmeal and some blueberries on it. Just easy stuff like that to start. Was it hard for you? Because I'm, you know, looking at all the teams you played for, you're Chicago, New York, you're in Kansas City with barbecue, you know, Atlanta. Was it hard for you to kind of stay on that routine with eating? Because you're, you're in cities that have just great food. Yeah, I mean, I never really was a food person for taste and stuff like that. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I ate, but you know, I stayed pretty much healthy. Uh, so for, for me to get to worry about, like, you know, oh, got we're going to New York, got to have that New York style pizza and stuff like that. But I wasn't really like that, so I just had to stay with the easy basic stuff. Sounds like you're making something right now. <laughs> uh, actually, we're getting ready to feed our dogs. Oh, even better. They <laughs> it's probably it's eat. To get lean. <laughs> you probably got them on the right diet, I would imagine, too. Yeah, we, we got them all stacked and jacked. <laughs> <laughs> That's not their names. <laughs> no. 
That's awesome. Uh, I'll just give you a couple more here. Did um, did you have a favorite city that you played in? I mean, obviously, I'm biased when I'm in Chicago, but was there you know a team or a city you like, or even just as a visitor that you always enjoyed going to? Um, I would just say have to say Atlanta, just because that's where I, I grew up, and I grew up watching the Braves play, and that's my my hometown, and I was able to play there for a few times, and you know my family was able to come to the games a lot, so probably Atlanta. Uh, was nice. Um, Kansas City was a great town to play in. Very easy to get around. Great people. You know, Chicago was great as well. Uh, you know, I love Colorado. Colorado was really nice out there. I love that area. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there's every, every city had their good spots and negative spots, but those probably were three, three or four that I really enjoyed. With the DH now being a thing in baseball, did you like hitting? Would you would you have been somebody who like would have really missed getting a chance to grab a bat and go up there? Are you fine with like if you were play, still playing to never hit again? Oh yeah, as, as pitchers you love. I mean, I know I did. I wasn't the best at it, but you know, as a kid, you grew, always grew up hitting, and you know that's that's what made the two leagues different. Um, it's I was sad to see that they got rid of it, but I, I get it. You know, they put all these money in the, the starting pitchers and stuff like that, and it gives another guy a chance to be on the roster to be a dh so but you know that's part of the way the, the game changed and evolves over the years but you know that's you know for me you know i wish it was still around and you know i enjoyed the hidden part yeah the game has changed quite a bit but uh it's still fun to i've got the cubs and red sox on right now behind me so oh, okay <laughs> always always fun to watch the you know the, the games even when they're not doing so well but Man, I appreciate your time, Kyle. Uh, what's next now? Do you have another competition you're going to do? or um, Right now, I'm just going to sit back, relax, eat lots of food, get fat, <laughs> and, just, and just chill. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's, about, that's about it for now. <laughs> eat and chill. <laughs> it's yeah. like you're getting ready for a movie role, because that's your, your actors say that. You know, They're preparing for a role or something like that. Or... <laughs> yep. <laughs> Man. Uh, where can people follow you online so they can keep up with and see, you know, your, your bodybuilding competitions and everything you're up to? Um, I'm Twitter. Oh, I think it's 24-7 Farnsworth, I believe, and Instagram, D Kyle Farnsworth, where I have my two social medias where you can follow all my interesting things I do, which is not much. <laughs> Just enough to keep people interested to, to follow you and, uh, and to see. But you're, Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really do a lot of Twitter stuff. I'm more Instagram, but... Yeah. I'm guessing you don't do TikTok. You're not doing that yet. No. No, I do not do TikTok. I'm not a little girl. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it works great for a lot of people, but yeah. This Twitter and Instagram are enough. Yeah, I, I always joke that I'd be like the old guy at the club if I went on TikTok. I just can't do it. I just I, I feel like that's past. I'm not I'm not at that age, so yeah. it's not for me. <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, yeah, thanks again, man, and hope the You're dogs get, get a full full meal here. And I know you got a couple coming up for yourself, man. Real honor talking to you, Kyle. And you know, a lot of us Cub fans always remember your time here in Chicago, and of course everything you did in your career. And look forward to seeing you winning more medals and getting up yes, on that sir. podium, man. It's possible. I appreciate it very much. No doubt. Thanks, Kyle Farnsworth, for coming on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Appreciate it, man. All right. Thank you. Take care. You got it, Kyle. Hi, this is Mark Carrier, and you're listening to Infinite Banter. After you listen to the Infinite Banter Podcast, do not forget to go listen to the Nameless and Unfamous Podcast. I'd like to introduce you to the guys. 
Meet Russ. So real quick, guys, follow us on Twitter at NAU underscore podcast and on IG at name famous. Use the hashtag nameless and not famous. Email the show. We'll, we'll, we'll send you a sheet of our new pog giveaway. This is Clark. We may or may not have shot off illegal fireworks. We may or may not. <laughs> just, just how about this? Everything I say, there's a may or may not in front of. Ah. Of course, Rojo. That's right, it's Random Ass News, as we always love to bring you the most random, random crazy stories. Story. Florida man, angry over gift shops, mass rule, exposes himself in front of children. And well, you have to watch out what you say around ADM. Okay, I'll just have you guys know this has 5% alcohol in it, okay? Russell, it might have 5% alcohol, but you are 100% bitch. What's your name? <laughs> what? My name? What's the name of our podcast? Wait, wait. Nameless and unfamous. Hey, y'all. It's Lou Temple, Axel from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to the Infinite Banter Podcast. Keep listening. You follow me? Time for you to leave, assholes. That is Kirk Acevedo telling me it's time to go, and that is exactly what I'm going to do. But before I get out of here, as I mentioned at the beginning, I wanted to talk about the Prince Immersive Experience. And I got a chance to go to it a couple weeks ago, and let me just say, this is awesome. Obviously, I'm a Prince fan. That's why I went. I never been to Paisley Park, which essentially is like the Graceland for Prince. I guess it's a place where he lived. It's a place where he recorded. Everything. I mean, everything's there. And I've, I wanted to go when I went to Minnesota a couple years ago, but we've got a little one, and basically, they don't let kids in there under a certain age. So we're not going to ask somebody to, you know, stay back at the hotel with the little one while we all go enjoy ourselves. So we didn't do it. I'll eventually get there someday. Fast forward to now, Chicago has this Prince exhibit and it's it's very interactive. It's it's awesome. I will say after seeing it, I'm thinking to myself that it's probably the equivalent of as great as it was. I'm sure Paisley Park makes it so much better because I mean, that's the dude was in that building. Like you probably get the the aura and the vibe of him going in there. It's probably like the equivalent of like going to a really cool casino, but then going to Vegas. So as much as I love this uh, exhibit I went to, Paisley Park is definitely the the destination next. This just made me want to go even more. But it's really great. I mean, as soon as you get in there, there's a backdrop. You can take pictures with you know the Raspberry Beret background with the blue and the the clouds in the background and then when the tour starts the first thing you do is you go through the when doves cry doors and go right into that room with the bathtub and the flowers it's just it's amazing what i like about it is it kind of felt like a haunted house but not in a horror sense just like you just go into different rooms and there's just so much happening and you don't know what to expect every time you walk into the next room and each room basically took you to a different point in his life in his career and a or a video or an album. There's just so much. There's an interactive like studio where you could press buttons and pot up different sounds and take out different instruments and just have his vocals and bring his vocals down and just have the drums. Really cool studio experience there. And there was a Diamond and Pearls video like room it's just crazy and then there's a there's a dance hall that was playing music my my little one she's three and she went back in there like four times like i'm like "Uh oh i gotta watch out because she couldn't wait to get back on the dance floor (laughs) she was loving that let's go crazy join there's a dj in there playing songs it was pretty cool probably my favorite favorite aspect of it was is a towards the end there's the the purple rain setup it's got the motorcycle it's got the stairwell behind 
and it's it's pretty cool. You get to sit on the bike. I I can barely get on the bike. I'm I'm out of shape, man. I could <laughs> hit a hard time getting my leg over it. But it's pretty cool. I don't know if it's necessarily the bike from the movie. Whatever, it's fine. It, it's there. You could sit on it. I wish there was like a a cardboard Apollonia on the stairwell behind, but uh, no, it's just an empty stairwell there. But would have been cool. I guess Apollonia, <laughs> Apollonia not included in the uh, the Purple Rain setup. But you get to take pictures. It was so damn cool. They have the wall set up like the uh, like the club that he performed at in Minneapolis with all the stars on the on the wall, and it's just so cool. It's very interactive. Uh, you could you could listen to music. You could watch videos. Uh, there's the dance room, like I said, and of course it ends with the gift shop. I mean, what else? And of course they want you to spend some money there, but it's really great. Anybody gets a chance to see this if you're in the Chicagoland area, go check it out. From what I understand. It'll eventually go to other cities. They didn't say which one's next, but if it comes to a city near you, I can't do nothing but say high praise for it. Definitely go check it out. And it's going to make me want to go back to Minneapolis and go to Paisley Park one day and compare and see you know, what the difference is. I'm sure it's a huge difference, but this was just a real nice taste of what Prince is like and his whole backdrop of what his career was and the music. And just forget how many albums this guy had. And just seeing the records on the wall... And the information about the tracks and the what went into all these songs, it's just, just mind-blowing how great this dude was. So salutes. Everybody go check it out. There was no Lake Minnetonka uh, interaction room. <laughs> you couldn't, there was no way to purify yourself. They didn't, they didn't have that there. I mean, it was really awesome. Everybody definitely go check it out. I, I got some pictures on Instagram and stuff. Go check it out if you want to see it. Definitely a salute to the purple one. One of, one of the coolest things I've ever got the chance to do. All right, but that's it for the show. Big up to Kyle Farnsworth. Go check him out online and good luck to him with his competitive bodybuilding. He's got a couple medals he just won. Let's see if he gets some more. Maybe you'll see him on the cover of Men's Health or Men's Fitness or something like that going forward. Make sure you check out the show on all streaming platforms, social media at Infinite Banter Podcast. Go on YouTube, type in Infinite Banter. You'll hear clips from past guests, things like that. Rate and review the show on Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, and all apps that you listen to the show on. Go check us out on Good Pods. Check out the Spotify playlist. And yeah, I'm, I'm hyped. Get ready to go to the Wizard World slash Fan Expo convention. Really looking forward to it. Get my nerd on. And once again, big up to Kyle Farnsworth. I appreciate his time. And let's see if I can avoid those middle aisles and just stick to the outside aisles in the grocery store. We'll see. <laughs> I'll try my best. But thanks again to Kyle Farnsworth. Thanks again for everybody for listening. And so I do another one of these. I'm out. Hey, asshole, get off the road. Being on the infinite banner with my man Mark has been a pleasure.